0: Hi, welcome to Pondering the World with Winter. My name is Winter Cipher, and I am the host of the podcast. Um, I wanted to create this podcast as a place to discuss emotional experiences um, or other things that uh, aren't particularly talked about a lot in personal conversations with uh, your average coworker or. The person that you get your coffee from in the morning, um, today I wanted to talk about sadness. I have been experiencing a lot of sadness and also a lot of rage lately, and it kind of looks like blue paint with speckles of red glitter inside of it, and it, it's kind of a gross combination, I know, it's kind of a gross combination to feel, um, but sometimes emotions aren't just one, a one-off deal. Uh, sometimes emotions are complex and busy and don't create a, a beautiful color when you feel them, but that doesn't make them any less real. I think that sadness is a particularly hard emotion to feel because it's such a heavy emotion and it's such a vulnerable emotion. When, when sadness is the primary feeling, uh, it, it almost feels like a sinking feeling or like a settling feeling uh, in the body for me. It feels very um, deep in my chest. Uh, it makes me pause a lot. It's, it's a very thoughtful emotion. Um, I get a lot of memories associated with the feelings that pop into my head when I'm feeling sad. Um, I'm more easily able to relate to sad music or empathize with a character on a TV show who's also feeling sad. Um, Yeah, but for me, I find that the biggest thing that helps when I'm feeling sad is listening to music that I can feel safe with. Uh, Some of the bands that I like to turn to are uh, the Weepies or Landon Pig, uh, Amos Lee, Civil wars, but only their like more upbeat stuff. Um, same with uh, hers or Cave Town. A lot of that indie rock or uh, alternative pop that is is more quirky and also lighter. Uh, that tends to really help me, as well as just taking things very slow, giving myself the capacity to just sit and feel the sadness instead of trying to rush through it or change it. Um, That is really, really helpful. And then also journaling about it. Uh, It kind of makes me able to process it better instead of it just being this emotion in my body. But I also have to be careful because I don't want to overly intellectualize the experience and not feel it because then that just turns to bottling the emotion um, or dismissing it when I haven't worked through it fully. Uh, Something else when I'm feeling sad is I just want to feel safe, I guess. Cause it is such a vulnerable experience, so I like to wrap blankets around my shoulders or take a bubble bath and put on some, again, safe music, uh, light some candles, um, talk with a safe person, and sometimes crying with somebody else who can, like, hold that space for my sadness can be really cathartic Um, yeah, I guess safe spaces is really something that sadness needs because when you have a safe space, then that sadness can be accepted. And that could just be a safe space that you create inside of you, but that allows you to feel those emotions, accept them, and then release them. And I think with emotions, especially the ones that are societally not as positive, I guess. People have the tendency to stuff them down or not feel them or rush through them, and those emotions come out in other ways. And for me, I'm really trying to work on fully feeling my emotions and then letting them go. And if you don't let them go, then they'll, like I said, come out in other ways. Usually, either through self-criticism or through judgment of others or negative coping skills and all of that just compounds and creates a stress response or feelings of being overwhelmed which is a key indicator of having bottled emotions inside or not being fully attuned to your feelings or not accepting them or appreciating them and it can be really hard uh if if you've grown up not being able to express your full range of emotions or you grew up in a, in a household that didn't allow you to be fully yourself and so you started tamping down your own needs, wants, desires, emotions so that you could better reflect and hypothesize what your caregivers needed at any given moment and you kind of created that antenna in your head that was fine-tuned to your parents or caregivers needs or emotions so that you could act accordingly uh that that survival skill that you learned when you were a child uh it it no longer serves people when they're adults because then they have the tendency to bottle their emotions or uh disregard their own wants, needs, and that creates a very vulnerable space where they can be manipulated by others, uh, where they can replay the drama that they have had in other relationships, in new relationships as a way of trying to change the end result of those past relationships, not that they're doing this consciously, uh, not that this is their fault that they're doing this, it's just something that that can happen, that um, reenactment of past trauma with new people, and everybody does this, but it's the body's way of trying to make things right in the past that are no longer happening in the moment, it's kind of like being stuck in a memory that has long since passed but you haven't been able to let it go and so you replay it and replay it with new people in order to s- solve it or fix it but you can't the memory's past. you're no longer living there um, and that can happen with emotions too there can be emotions from childhood that are so far bottled inside of you that you've never been able to express for me it's my anger and that will come out in other ways like cynicism uh, habitual lateness missed appointments. uh, Those are all characteristic of unexpressed anger and there are other things that can happen for other unexpressed emotions like sadness or deep grief and the the way to release all of those sticky emotions and sticky memories Mm. is by grieving. The grieving process is so pinnacle to healing because it's a way of release and it's a way of looking at those emotions, recognizing those memories and then saying, that really sucked. What you went through as a child really sucked. You did not deserve that. You deserved to be seen, validated, loved for who you were in all parts of yourself. Uh, you deserve to have somebody be there for you that unconditionally loved you instead of having somebody who said that they loved you, but then their behaviors didn't match their words. And so that created inside of you this need to be perfect or this need to be create this false identity or this false self that you would show to your parents or caregivers so that they would accept you, but that wasn't your actual self. And so you put aside your own wants, your needs, your preferences, your likes, your dislikes, your spontaneity, your joys, your sadness, your sorrows, all of that you hid because you needed to be this empathetic constantly tolerable, uh, copacetic, kind, generous, complete doormat or one-sided version of yourself for these parents and caregivers because that was the only way that they would accept you. That was the only way that you could be safe when you were growing up. But by doing that you essentially alienated yourself And it totally makes sense if you feel lost or confused or don't even know what you like or dislike or feel purposeless or like you might want to kill yourself because you don't know yourself at all because you never had the chance to build that healthy self-identity when you were a child. So if you're feeling any of those things, that is all normal for what you went through as a kid and when your needs didn't get met. And maybe it's taken a deep depression for you to come to terms with the fact that that false self is no longer serving you, or maybe it was a change in your relationships, or a new phase in your life, or or something that made you realize that the false self that you've been portraying to the world that you created as a child which was essentially a mini version of adult you but one that was hyper fixated on pleasing everybody else. Um, That version is not you and you are longing to be you now. I know that for me when I went through this and I'm currently going through this, uh, it took setting some pretty strong boundaries with some family members, and then falling into a deep depression myself, and then feeling like my life that I was living wasn't my own, feeling totally disconnected from my purpose in life, not sure why I was studying what I was studying, not sure why I was living where I was living, Um, uh, just this feeling like my life was false, and I deeply desired something different, and And that was such a wake-up call for me, because it told me that a lot in my life was missing. And what was missing was me, my full self. So, you're longing to not always be okay, to make mistakes, to be rude sometimes, to live your life fully with that inner flame relit, because inside you know that you are beautiful and you're kind and funny and quirky and spontaneous and and full of good ideas but that part of you is beautiful and you deserve to have somebody in your life who was supposed to give you the world actually want to give you the world and help you achieve your dreams And See that full version of you that you've been keeping locked away But because of this Right now you can't access that inside of yourself because You've never been able to you've never been allowed to and Whenever you tried to it was something would come along and make you shut that down again whether that was having to move back to a town that you didn't want to be in or having to cancel plans that you were really looking forward to that you felt would have helped you grow as an individual or any time you tried to show that full authentic self with your parents and caregivers and they reacted negatively to that and, and punished you or took something away or told you that you were bad or wrong somehow like all of that all of that stuff from your past it is longing to be expressed now and seen and validated and and loved in the way that it didn't get to be and if you're unable to do that or unaware that all of that stuff is inside of you that hasn't been processed then You're going to keep bottling your emotions and experiencing these deep depressions and uh, transferring the kind of mothering or fathering your parents gave you onto your future children, or if you are a therapist, onto your clients, or uh, if you're a teacher, onto your students. And that the only way to stop that transference of negative care for others is by looking at yourself and accepting your history and learning ways to let yourself grieve and it's not a help it's not (laughs) it's not an easy process uh it's not something that you just wake up one day and say oh I'm healed it involves a lot of crying um and angering uh For me, lots of screaming into a pillow, um, beating it with my fists, um, lots of late night journaling and meditation, so much meditation, and a reconnection with my higher self, which is so disconnected for a lot of people, but that, that higher self is always with you, um, And that's just the self that helps guide you when you are lost or don't know where to go in life or or feel alone and and this is so crucial to prevent yourself from passing on that generational trauma that you were passed from your parents or guardians (laughs) uh, onto your children or onto those around you and that is part of a larger healing process of the world that needs to take place, but that can't happen if you don't have the first initial step of acceptance that things need to change. A lot of people don't even take this step because they're living so in denial about their past history and and the ways that their lives are no longer serving them and the way that this false self is not protecting them anymore. And so they just kind of get stuck in this denial place and live from there out for the rest of their lives, and and that's just so sad because the the key to growth and healing and and becoming free of all of that baggage uh, or living as freely as you can from it in in a life that is meaningful and that you're passionate about is taking a look at. It all of this stuff and, and accepting it and and if you don't do that and you're waiting for somebody else to come save you or you don't want to let go of it because it has somehow defined you and you don't know what you'd be like without it well that just is you fear coming to the surface and you are stronger than that fear That fear is just an emotion, it's just a chemical process in your brain, but you are made up of all of the moments that you've ever felt bravery, and that means that you're also all of the moments that you've also felt fear, but then you've overcome it. So you are far braver than any fear that you have ever felt, and so I hope that you can turn that bravery back onto you and use those memories of conquering fear as a sort of reassurance to yourself that you can also do this work and that everything you need is inside of you because of that connection to your higher self and your trust in the fact that you can do this work somehow this turned into a talk about childhood trauma ver- instead of a talk about sadness but I, I feel like it's all related because Um, Learning how to feel your emotions is such an important part of learning how to live with and grow from and heal from childhood trauma. So if you're looking for some more resources about this, I would recommend any of Pete Walker's books, uh, Charles L. Whitefield's book, um, same with anything by Alice Miller, and Anything by Gibson, especially adult children of emotionally immature parents the biggest thing that you can do to help yourself is educate yourself on the areas that you are struggling with because knowledge is power and It's so hard to try to heal from this stuff if you don't know alternative ways of coping or expressing your emotions or anything Uh, of course, it is always super okay to do therapy, regardless of what you're struggling with, even if you think it's something that's completely minor. Um, And if you are struggling with suicidal ideation or thoughts which i have also been there um i would recommend the crisis text line which is super helpful because you don't actually have to talk to a human being and sometimes when i've been super low i haven't wanted to make that call because i've been afraid that whatever i was gonna say was gonna sound stupid or they would judge me so that's a good resource also um almost every one of the crisis call line people that I've talked to have been really really helpful and non-judgmental. Uh, I know that the crisis text line is 741741 and you just text help to that number and when you do that even when you don't feel like you want to you are being brave and you are helping yourself and that right there is is an example of committing to your own healing regardless. Also, if anybody makes fun of you for doing that or makes you feel bad for trying to get your own help, well, fuck them because you are doing what's best for you and that is all you can do in this life and that is what you deserve. Something that I will give you as a bit of advice is try to figure out where those feelings and thoughts originated from, the ones that are stuck, and same with the memories. And then look at how you internalized emotions, feelings, thoughts that came from somebody else that were negative. And then try to turn that emotion back on of those people. So if you're feeling deep anger or shame about yourself, that shame came from someone else, it didn't come from you, and so if you put that shame back on those people as blame, then it correctly attributes the feelings to the original owners, and they'll no longer sit deep inside of you, Um, it's definitely easier said than done, but it kind of is a game changer, I mean, when i've wanted to do some engage in some negative coping mechanisms like binge eating or purging or self-harm um and i've been having a lot of those thoughts about my self-worth and shame uh just doing that process of thinking about where they originated from um and then putting that back onto the people that they came from was kind of freeing in a way uh And it helped me be able to express the emotions in a more pure and like deeper way because I connected to the original emotion instead of any secondary emotions that I was feeling. So I would definitely suggest doing that anytime that you're feeling stuck or uh, feel like you're reacting to a situation that seems really large comparative to the event. Like the other day, I was trying to hammer something into my wall and I got so frustrated and then I just started crying and I had this huge sob fest and it was because I felt so alone and sad and rejected and all of that was an emotional flashback to times that I felt like that when I was a child so that's also something to keep in mind so yeah that is my first episode thank you so much for listening and I will have another episode soon